The D8 Dungeon Network, in partnership with Beholder Mark Media, is proud to present the Lifetime movie that has audience wondering, sorry, what is this? And critics calling, please stop sending me spam sending stone messages, I don't want to listen to this film on tape. The Roz Grapers After School Special. Starring Ben as Artemis Shufflebottom. Bonnie, please turn into a horse and trample me right now, please. <laughs> Emma as Happiness Tinderson. Why would I ever want to be part of such a badly styled group? <sighs> Josh as Arius Samar. There's a cat that's a gargoyle on there. Um, he said to shag off. <laughs> Philippa as Bonnie Verdante. I can't believe she did that. Do you think, do you think Ros might, how long is she going to be in detention for? Like, we have plans. With extra special guest, Ros Grapers, as Ros Grapers. I, I really, I really, I really don't know what it is that you're, you, you want a sound bite. You want, you want something witty to give away about my character. Well, you need to talk to my agent. <laughs> The Ross Grapers Food Special is recorded for the live but fictional studio audience. We're going live to the Grand Hall in the Isle of Mistian right now, where I believe, yes, yes, the, the court is about to begin, and you would not get over the amount of people. This is Misty Stepford from the Galeshire Gazette, and let me tell you, it is thronged with some of the who's who's and the what's that's of Mistian. So, we're going to try and sneak in. We've been told that this is a in-camera session, but we're going to do our best. And Mistian, she's going to roll for a stealth check. <laughs> no, it appears I'm getting stopped at the door. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to do my best to report on what I can hear from outside. Um, yeah, 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 I'm with the press. Get your hands off me. Gonna... The doors slam shut and the Grand Hall of Mistian University is packed with wizards, witches, sorcerers, artificers, the who's who of academia, arcane, magical and everything in between. It's a pretty big deal when... A wizard or a witch is accused of a lot of crimes and the severity of which have all fallen at the feet of Miss Graypurse. But at the very top of the pile is an accusation of academic fraud. The Grand Hall is a long chamber that sits at the heart of Mystian University in the main building on campus. It's used throughout the year for all kinds of ceremonies. It's used for hosting dignitaries. It's used for balls. It's used for exams. And occasionally, very rarely, a tribunal. And it's been several years since a wizard or witch was brought in front of the High Arcane Academic Council of Mystian University. There's a clacking of heels as an elderly woman in a grey pencil skirt, the tiniest, like, kitten heels imaginable. I mean, they're barely 
a millimetre off the ground. But in the silence of the grand hall slash courtroom, her footsteps echo everywhere. And she has a high feathered bob that looks very out of place. It looks She's wearing a very dated hairstyle with a periwinkle pink, pink lipstick, kind of a very thin line of it traced across some very old lips. Dusty blue eyeshadow um, that sort of sits around milky eyes. She's wearing a heavy shawl and cardigan and her neck, her glasses hang from a necklace around her neck. And she walks with an air of importance. And as she makes her way up the central aisle of the Grand Hall, people are kind of whispering, oh, I thought she was retired. I thought she was dead. Oh no, no, she's still here in the flesh. Oh my God. Agnes Shufflebottom. Oh, what coffin did they drag her out of? Agnes is oblivious to everything. In her arms, she carries two heavy bundles of paper and she makes her way right up past these throngs of people through a wooden gate towards a desk that sits in front of a raised platform that has a large, dark mahogany table behind which high-backed chairs sit And on that northern wall, the mural, the stained glass mural of Misty and Island itself uh, shines down into the room. And she drops the papers with a heavy thud onto the table. She she clears her throat. Um, um, Bailiffs, if you you wouldn't mind, I think it's about time you bring in the accused. She kind of looks over at uh, a suit of armour and it it's completely motionless. It's holding a silver halberd and it just, its hand reaches out almost robotic-like towards a door and it practically reaches the door with its hinges and under, a, under the door out steps Rosalinda Graypurse in her trademark bright pink caftan looking a little tired but still very confident and she full on shimmies under the door and sways towards the accused box it's a mahogany and stone cage and as she sort of swivels over to it she's literally she's giving a bit of shoulder uh, to the crowd that have arrived she throws a wink at Agnes she shakes her tail at everybody and just sort of leans back well 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 well. I didn't realise I needed all of this for my return to Mistian Island had I known I'd have worn something a little bit more revealing and she's kind of just swoops her beehive grey poofy bouffant hair up around and it kind of half flops to one side and she she swings the door of the uh, the stone and wooden cell open, slinks in, sits down, crosses her legs, and just sort of starts waving. She has little finger waves to everybody in the audience. <clears throat> All rise for the uh, honourable deans of Miss Jean University, and 
like a like a wave, everybody kind of stands as a small door on the western wall opens, just next to that raised platform. Roz just kind of rolls her eyes and kind of limps half forward. Out of this door, uh, a dozen figures, all wearing kind of long black robes, various hats, your atypical kind of wizard hat, witch hat, some wearing goggles, uh, all kind of file out uh, one after the other and take a stance next to one of the empty chairs on that raised platform. Stay risen. Stay risen for Archmage Fausti, the university president. And with that, there's a poof uh, of kind of white and grey smoke and feathers. And standing on the table, you see a very small Owlin. But he's facing the wrong way. He's facing the glass. He's facing the chair. You may all be seated. Oh, oh, oh. And he quickly turns around and there is, there's just a small, fat little round Owlin uh, in long flowing red and gold robes, huge milk bottle glasses that make his eyes four times bigger uh, than they are. Um, A tiny little beak and a small kind of gold medallion hangs around his neck. Would the accused please state their name for the record. And he gestures over at, at Roz. <coughs> Rosalinda Grapers, founder, CEO, love wizard of D8 services, and accused. Miss Grapers, you stand accused of a number of charges. And in front of him, a, uh, a scroll just sort of, it was like handed. And there's a woman set to his left tall, very, very gaunt-looking woman in very, very sharp, pointed dress and shoulder pads. A purple feather brooch pinned uh, into the right breast of her dress pocket. And she's handing him a scroll and he unfurls it and it rolls out out across the table and down onto the floor. Academic fraud. Magical malpractice, false imprisonment of academic staff, several counts of assaulting students, theft of school property, vandalism of school property, utter destruction, impersonating a wizard, operating magical devices without a license while on heavy medication, gross negligence of Misty and Isle rules, both civil and academic policies, and worst of all, forging university paperwork. Well, Miss Grapers, how do you plead? And Roz sits back and reaches down into her caftan because it has pockets. It seems to be fishing for something. And she just takes out a long, slender stick, at the end of which there's a nub of a cigarette. And she she flicks her fingers uh, as she tries to cast uh, Firebolt. And when she does, the runes glow in the stone. I said, oh yeah, you squares and your rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just scratches her claws against the stone to create sparks. And she's desperately trying to light the cigarette off of it. And she just takes a huff before that same woman sitting next to Archmage Fausti clicks her fingers and the cigarette goes out. And she points rather deftly at a no smoking, no vaping and no being on fire sign. The hall 
is holding their breath. And she just kind of puts the cigarette back. Whatever little smoke she was able to get from the cigarette, she just huffs out. She tucks one of her chins under her arm, looks the arch mage dead in the eye. The only thing I'm guilty of is being too damn fine and cool for this place. And there's an uproar from the crowd. Like people are what utterly entertained, utterly titillated, but also there's a few people who are outraged at the audacity. <laughs> Madam Clerk, please note that Miss Grapehouse has entered a semi-guilty plea. Please call the summoned witnesses to the events. The old woman was kind of staring very intensely at Roz. And she kind of fixes herself and she's, uh, she, she drops a bundle of the paperwork onto, uh, the, the, onto the table in front of the archmage. She takes a seat at her, at her desk, takes out a quill and starts to write and at the same time flip open a dossier. The court calls Happiness Tinderson and sitting on a bench in the middle of the court a fire ganassi woman appears. Please state your name, class, race and profession for the record and the nature of your relationship to one. Oh my god. Firstly, warn someone before you're going to teleport them my hair. Is it okay? Does it look okay? Can you tell me everything's all right? Agnes looks in and she's just like she she kind of licks her fingers and she's like maybe just maybe just if you just a bit of volume okay 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 and she floops her hair a little bit um and seeing a new perspective on the crowd she's gonna kind of look around and be like Brian's here and wave over to uh Brian and just say have you been babes it's been so long um yeah I'll chat to you later I'll chat to you later um I got something to do here uh, so I'm Happiness Tinderson. Um, sorry, what was the question? Um, what do you do? Or what's the nature of your relationship? And if you wouldn't mind giving us a physical description of yourself, just so we have it for the record. Oh, sure. Um, so as I said, I'm Happiness. Um, I am a fire ganassi, as you can tell by my fiery hair. Um, I'm the master of the revels, so you'll probably have been to one of my parties at some point around. Um, and um, yeah, uh, my relationship with Roz, we were roommates, um, which yeah. was, she was very uh, lucky to have me because there's so much I sorted out for her. So she has kind of red and orange fiery hair and she's in a uh, kind of a very court chic dress so she's wearing like a button-up white shirt but with a little black bow on it her hair tied back really neatly um and uh yeah just one simple gold chain and a little briefcase because she heard that's what people do in courts <laughs> <She's not> like, <laughs> happiness has accessorized for court <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as you announce uh your, uh, yourself to the court you see Agnes is jotting everything down like she's she's just got this large purple plumed feather uh, and she's just everything you say she's like with inhuman speed uh, 
quite, quite, quite good, Miss um, uh, Tenderson. Um, I didn't know you knew Brian. I know, he's, he's such a gent. The Archmage leans over and he points at Brian. Oh, I know, but he's a bit of a stiff at the parties. He doesn't really bring anything for the mixes. Yeah, I know, but I, I mean, he's such a gentleman. You know, who who doesn't like Brian? There's a there's a Goliath named Brian who just <laughs> slinks down into his chair as everybody's like, yeah, Brian is a bit of a stiff at parties. He doesn't bring anything. Um, and he just slinks very lowly into himself. <laughs> Archmage Fausti, I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll call the next, I'll call the, I'll call the next witness then, if that's okay by you. Um, uh, and Agnes, just with a kind of a, a wave of her, uh, the purple feather. Um, Bonnie Verdant and a wood elf appears sitting right beside uh, Happiness. Huh. Oh, Happiness, you're here too. Oh, how exciting. You didn't reply to my message last time I sent you on everything. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Yeah, must have got lost in the post again. Uh, it happens, it happens. Miss <laughs> Shufflebottom, note for the record that happiness left Bonnie on red um, and failed to respond to the message. Uh, and Agnes writes that down. Oh, oh, uh, <clears throat> and she straightens up a little. If you wouldn't mind for the court, um, Miss Verdant, if you, um, if you wouldn't just describe yourself and your profession and yes. race and, and all that thing of just course, for the yes, records yes. and of course the nature of your relationship with Miss Miss the accused of course so uh, yes my name is uh, Bonnie Vedant I'm a I'm a wood elf um, and uh, you see Bonnie has um, brown hair swept back into like a series of braids that are quite like nicely done um, with some little like small ones hanging in front of her face she's also dressed up well for court she's got a sort of like um buttoned up green shirt quite like tight lace kind of looks a little bit like a librarian um and she's got like a little red lipstick on you know she she knows what she needs to do to look smart and she has done it um and uh, she explains she says uh, well uh, i i now i now um run my own um stables uh, the vedant Gra- uh, greater steed stables where i uh, train pegasi and unicorns and other greater steeds for various people um but i knew uh Rosa, Rosalinda back uh, at school, back back at university. Um, we were roommates and uh, friends. And we co-collaborated on some semi, semi-erotic novels uh, at one yeah, time. Don't forget, uh, don't, forget, don't forget that for the record. That was a long time ago, but yes, we did also write some... There was a lot of centaur <laughs> stuff. Like, a, like, a, like, mm, like an inhuman I remember it very sense. differently, but we did do so... <laughs> she was a writing collaborator with me, yes. But I put that behind me. I'm much more mature these days. Um, I'm focused on my oh. business. I'm a businesswoman oh. now, Roz. Not, not doing any. Of I'm a business woman as well. But look at me. I'm still cool. I'm still fabulous. <laughs> Everyone wants a bit of Roz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I'm in okay. court for being too sexy. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Agnes does not write that down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Strike it from the record. <laughs> Can I, uh, can I add that there is a, a, a rather s- a sweaty gnome in the stands? Is, is it, uh, yes, I would like to state for the record that I, I don't read any, I no longer read any of the centaur or what that Miss um, Graper sends to me. Thank you very much, despite what rumours may be going Steven, on. Steven, I got your centaur novels right here. And she, like, she slaps herself uh, on, the, on the hip. 
<laughs> Enough of the sales. <laughs> His wife's just Bonnie has got like a big blush going over her face. She's like, no, no, I was never part. I only, I only beta read them. I did nothing else. Please. And she looks like she's very embarrassed to be just like, no, no. <laughs> I just edited them. I just did a read through. You... Nothing more. It was all Roz that wrote them. Definitely didn't contribute any chapters. The Archmage um, looks a little flustered uh, if Happiness uh, or Bonnie wants to give me an insight check. Um, actually, several. I think Bonnie is very flustered, so she is busy just like... Oh, Being flustered, okay. Said. Several of the High Academic Council look a little bit flustered, actually. I got a 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if... if if it's anything like the stuff that you caught a glimpse of that one time Roz wasn't in her room happiness and you were like rifling through it like there were centerfuls like uh, centaurfuls I'm going to give you uh, you can take inspiration for that Josh uh, you can <laughs> no that was that wasn't me that wasn't me that was uh, oh Philippa said centaurful I think okay. we all said it literally almost oh. at the same time so Oh, we're going to fight to the death for the oh, initiative. We're sharing a brain cell. <laughs> okay, well, I'll take it into account uh, the next time I'm thinking of a, an evil rule for everybody. Okay, I'll think of centaur falls and ah. it'll remind me. Um, yeah, they're all looking, they've all read it. They've all, they've all read the centaur fan fiction, don't worry. Um, um, but uh, Agnes, kind of sensing the, the awkwardness, um, and... Uh, our, our 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 final witness, uh, Archmage Fausti. Um, oh, God, uh, Arreus Samar. Oh, do they do they not need him in the library? And an Asamar man appears, plunked right beside um, Bonnie, and the bench is full. Um, Arreus, it's a formality. We have all the information on it, but for the sake of court. Your name, your profession, race, age, physical appearance, the whole lot, and the nature of your relationship to Miss Greypurse. Uh, a race. And, like, everyone feels that just, like, in their ears, regardless of how far they are from him. A race, Zimmer. I'm the uh, sort of chief librarian here, I suppose. They won't give me a real title. Why would they? Uh, I'm an Asimar. And as, well... Those of you with eyes that can see, I'm I'm wearing a kimono because I was told I was going to be another half hour, but it's fine. I would have worn the kimono anyway. I've got dark hair, but it's starting to grey. That's not my fault. It's the stresses of working in a library. My eyes may appear white, but I can see perfectly through them, and I must ask you all to please keep it down. I'm, I'm quite, quite sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, would you just, for the court's records, please announce your relationship to Miss Graybars? Um, we went to school together, went to university together, and, uh, she, uh, well, we're good friends. I think we're good friends. I don't have many friends, but I think we're very good friends. Um, Roz, <laughs> Roz kind of stares out from the cell, and she's like, I, yeah, I, I think I remember that guy, that Oh yeah, that was the guy from the library. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right, Ross. It's me from the library. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were gr- uh, casual acquaintances. 
and super uh, casual. <laughs> he, our, the archmage, just kind of fixes himself, and then he's kind of he's looking around the grand hall. Um, Miss Shufflebottom, it appears that the uh, the prosecution hasn't hasn't arrived yet. Would, could you could you see to the matter? Not to worry, not to worry, Archmage Fausti. I pressed his suit this morning. I've darned his socks. I've shined his shoes. I even slicked back his hair the way, just the way he likes it. It's good. Oh. Announcing. Prosecutor Artemis Shuffle Bottom. My handsome little man. He's got two PhDs and he's available. He's available. Archie, do you want to come out? Do you, want, do you want me to come in and get you? Will I, will I, will I come in? Will, and she kind of gets up. As soon as Optimus from behind the door hears a chair creaking, he bursts <laughs> through the door. There's a... From uh, Agnes, from where she's like half standing, half sitting as she applauds. Nobody else applauds. Like, nobody else is applauding. <laughs> a heavy clank in his footsteps as he makes his way across, uh, across the room to his... I don't know where he's going, a, um, a lectern or, or wherever, wherever he's table. prosecuting from. <laughs> Another table, yeah. Arctimus Shufflebottom has walked in, a human um, artificer. Uh, he is completely you know, smooth, baby bottom, clean shaven, immaculate, uh, very high, sharp cheekbones and you know, chiseled jaw, but... It definitely seems like there are some wrinkles setting in under what is far too much powder and, and makeup, trying to disguise it. Uh, his hair is too golden yellow to be anything but a dye job. His eyes are too blue. It's it's artificial how, how blue his eyes are. And he is standing there in uh, a spotless, polished... Um, golden suit of armour engraved with floral patterns and it even has a, a ruffle at the neck, you know, coming up the collar. Um, yes, and lots of sapphires set into fixtures and, and cloud engraving designs. And yeah, a wristwatch built into one of the gauntlets. Um, as you cross uh, the halls... Oh, oh to- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it's... Yeah. The suit is, as well as looking like a formal suit, is it has that like abs and things and pecs sort of like chiseled into it. And I must, have you an know, important okay. question. The- Does it have uh, yes. Clooney Batman style nipples? Um, yes, and it has a cod piece. <laughs> yes, which which every academic prosecutor has it's, to It's wear anatomically it's correct, naked. so that makes sense. Yeah, Bonnie. Happiness, Arrhaeus, you all see Arctimus. He looks very different to what you remember from when you all used to hang out. Like he, I mean, he, you know, he, he lost all the baby weight, as Agnes used to call it, like our little baby butterball. It doesn't look like that anymore. He's svelte, a little too svelte. Roz seems utterly and totally unbothered. Or on her face. She's just folded her arms and she's slinked back in the chair um, and she kind of rolls her eyes uh, when Artemis comes in. Um, and the Archmage clears his throat and he, he goes to bang a gavel uh, 
but he forgot to bring it. So he takes a, a goblet from a dwarven man sitting on his right, and he just kind of bangs it on the table. Okay, uh, uh, silence. Silence in the courtroom. Um, Professor Shufflebottom, um, so kind of you to join us. Um, I know this can't be easy. You were clearly associated with the accused and the witnesses. Um, are you ready to present your case and question the witness? I am. And let us not muddle the record here or get things confused. Uh, we were classmates. <laughs> and they were roommates. And they were yeah. <laughs> Agnes does a double strike underline with that. Like, yeah, yeah, they were classmates. Yeah. yeah. Nothing more. <laughs> yes, um, Archmage, I am ready to proceed. Well, he gestures over at Roz. Um, <clears throat> bring it on, Archie. Charming, as always. Miss Graypurse, uh, tell me, um, while you were out there fraudulently conducting your dating service uh, what what was the the purpose of this enterprise this exercise in, in what way uh, how were you trying to defraud these these people i'd like to know the purpose of this this exercise uh, given your or your clear history of of deceit uh, i don't think we can take it on good faith that you were truly trying to see these people set up for their own good so uh, I would like to know not what nefarious purpose you might have had and what you were trying to extract from these people. <clears throat> oh, Arky. Such big words. Small man. <laughs> and she just squints. It, it's actually quite simple, really. Money. Simple indeed. <laughs> well, you heard her. Ladies, gentlemen, and otherwise of the audience... Oh, as simple. She was defrauding these people for money. Oh, I never said I was defrauding. Oh. I was profiting from sad, miserable, lonely, pathetic, desperate people. A single tear wells up in corner of Horaeus's eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would know all about how to exploit such people, having an intimate knowledge of uh, being one yourself. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> well... Well, I, I would like then to um, ask you what what e e exactly uh, did you have any remorse for uh, defrauding the university and, and causing all of this damage? You could have hurt people physically and emotionally. Hurting the universe. I'm basically this university's single-handed marketing strategy. The amount of saps that crass my door every single day of the week and I ship them out to Mistian. Are you defrauding the university? Bringing it into disrepute? I, I, I don't... My work as a love wizard is authentic and as real as the relationships that and the testimonials that I have on my website. I'm sure. But I'm referring to damage incurred, uh, physical damage, to the university during your escapades, in your um, tenure. 
What I did on those beds was none of your business and just between Happiness and I and we had an agreement about there being a sock on the door and it's not my fault if she didn't actually pay attention. Bonnie leans over and... <laughs> Bonnie leans over and happens like, what, what does the sock on the door I'll mean? I'll tell you later, it's fine. But doesn't... Fall- I like to okay. be included in whispers as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, does it sound so... <laughs> oh, you mean the buildings. <laughs> it's been so long, please. How uh, exactly did you forge these these papers? And were the uh, three in question here uh, accomplices, or were you the uh, the mastermind? What? <laughs> oh, you better believe I was the mastermind. But <clears throat> how dare? Yeah, how dare? Happiness. How dare they want me out here? I'm in chains. I am always the mastermind. Guilty. You heard her. Admit it. She should be the one in here, not me. <laughs> Look, it's really quite simple. X amount of years ago, I submitted my hypothesis of love. A romantic and some say tantalizing thesis about the power of love and the magic within. I have since my time as a student, both undergrad and postgraduate, with a a dalliance in lecturing, (laughs) gone out into the world. I've shared my hypothesis a lot. And she gives her hair a bit of a tuft. Like a a load. We're talking triple digits. (laughs) It's a lot of socks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all well and good, Miss uh, Grey Purse. I know that you don't, uh, clearly do not uh, care for damaging the reputation of this university or the premises with your actions, but this hypothesis of love, were there... Humanoid subjects? Subhuman, if you ask me, but Mm. sure. Were they they aware that you were using them as part of an experiment? Uh, I think that's a bit rich coming from you, Arctimus. I'm asking the question. You. Oh, sorry. Uh, You've got your big boy pants on and you're... Small boy codpiece. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I think we can uh, be sure then that you also hold no remorse for defrauding any of these people that you used for your experiments. I was simply researching people and observing people. Is that a crime to do it if they don't know I'm doing it? (laughs) Bonnie's just like... (laughs) (laughs) To decide, I suppose. Yeah, a few people in the audience are like, "Uh, I'm pretty sure... Bonnie's just like... "Mm." I'm just going to roll a quick deception check to see how badly Arias' expression gives him away. (laughs) That was a 16. <laughs> he like he pulls a bit of a face. <laughs> well, 
I think uh, the court has shown, or has seen rather, uh, Miss Graypurse has shown herself to have a flagrant disregard uh, for the law and, and no concern whatsoever for how her fraudulent actions affect those around her. <coughs> no further questions. Archmage Fausti kind of just puts his hand up at this time. <laughs> Mm. And then at the same time, you just hear, "Oh, he's so good! Oh, he's so good! Oh, <laughs> yay!" Uh, Octopus is just closing his eyes in like That's my sheer embarrassment. Um, the archmage just kind of just <clears throat> clears his throat. <clears throat> well, it, it does quite appear that one or two of you may have actually indeed admitted to crimes, but. That's not really what we're here today for. We'll circle back to that at another time, maybe, in another spin-off. Who knows? We played the fifth. We played the fifth. Uh, he's now just kind of like full on, just like wedging a feather <laughs> into an ear. And like, <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Shufflebottom, if you wouldn't mind evidence, well, the only evidence we actually have, if you, if you wouldn't just mind submitting it. And with a flick of the purple feather, which is pen and wand, a very heavy tome just slams down on the table. All of you recognize it. It was that day on the quad and Roz came. She, well, she walked briskly holding this book. The archmage just kind of waves a hand over it and the pages kind of start to separate themselves. Uh, I believe what... Uh, Professor Shopovottom was trying to get to uh, Ross was, well, the nature of your hypothesis. Well, it's... It's... Uh, it's probably one of the greatest crimes in, in academic history. Plagiarism. <gasps> and entire chunks of the thesis start to, like, the words come off the page. And they all start to form like a, a long list. And outside of the plagiarism, most of it is actually Godswallop and appears to be lyrics from several unknown bands. Uh, how this made it past <laughs> our quantification checks is beyond. Perhaps it was enchanted. I'm not quite sure. We'll get to that as well. But... Can you please explain as to why you have pilfered the words of the only other love wizard who was a laughingstock and more of a pervert than anything else? Achy breaky. <laughs> what were you thinking, Roz? <laughs> and Roz is staring very intently at it as she kind of scans the hallway through it. And the woman next to uh, Archmage Fausti kind of just raises her hand up and looking at her. Now, she, she's a lot older from when all of you were students at Mistian University. You recognise Dean Poole, the head of the School of Necromancy. If, if I might actually, uh, uh, Fausti, I think at this stage we are probably better off with the ritual. Not that Professor Shufflebottom hasn't done his job. Uh, I just feel this could go on for hours and 
there are several stiffs that I have to attend to. And there's just a, <clears throat> yeah, a bet from Roz. Um, and... The rustle of centaur brand paper just sort of in the back rows. Uh, so, I, really, I think the the witness testimony ritual, otherwise we've brought these people here for nothing, Fausti. And she gestures down at Happiness, Aureus, Bonnie, and even at uh, Arctimus. Yes, I, I think really, to get an objective picture on all of it, the four of them, we should just rifle it through their memories conjure it up and let that detail exact we'll get to the root of all these crimes the plagiarism the blatant blatant invasion of privacy not to mention the publishing of rather egregious erotic material with campus paperwork <laughs> and Fausti's like kind of nodding along uh, well well, the witnesses, you've, you've, you're all going to, there's a slight minty taste. Some people find it quite pleasant. Other people, well, other people, not so much. Um, and all the, the heads of schools uh, kind of, they link arms. And the, the human woman, Dean Poole, and Dean Astro, the, the dwarven man, uh, set on uh, Fausti's right just put uh, an arm a hand on his shoulders and Fausti opens his hands and just a big blue ball starts to roll and as it does a mist begins to just sort of waft towards all of you like the the courtroom floor that you were all sitting in right up to the the wooden kind of gate and railing to segregate the audience is filled. Roz's cell is filled, where Agnes is sitting is covered in it. And all of you, again, it does, it tastes like toothpaste the, the, as you kind of start to inhale it. it. It's slightly refreshing if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> as, as you inhale this, and it's kind of cold and tingly, images start to kind of form uh, like out of these clouds of mist. And Bonnie, you, you see yourself on uh, an expedition to Ainge, the continent of Ainge, in your second year of college. It was your gap year. It was your sort of uh, go study elsewhere and see what... The, and you spent the entire next six months just telling people about how you need to just travel, that you feel enlightened. And- My gap year, darling. It was... It was, a, it was a moment for me. Really transformational <laughs> in many um, different ways. Aureus... It's just a library. Just a library. Um, and you making kind of like book puppets uh, and talking to the book puppets and throwing your voice and doing a full-on <laughs> little book puppet show uh, in, in the library. They were real to me. Uh, a few people are like, oh my god, that guy's the <laughs> A few people are like, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> happiness, you're, yeah, you're, it's you approaching your dorm room and there's four socks on the doorknob. Uh, <laughs> One for each limb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's going to ignore them and be like, oh, good for you, and have a look in. (laughs) Give me a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a six. 
so many bodies and a centaur. Um, <laughs> like just, it was what a wicked experience um, for uh, for happiness. It was that little like, oh, and that's the last of my innocence. It's gone now. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that's new. <laughs> <laughs> and Arctimus, as you find yourself kind of thrown into this ritual, this charade, if you will. You're a professor at the university. You know, you you barely knew these people. You were classmates, after all. Um, that same sort of tingly, minty freshness um, washes over you. And as much as you try and fight it, as much as you try and not think about it, up in front of the court, there's... Everybody sees an image of you in your finest regalia, dovetailed coat, uh, a a very ornate looking mask, and you're wrapped in an embrace with a very curvaceous tabaxi woman in a very, very fitting caftan and a very, very soft kind of like white uh, feathered mask. And she leans in to your ear and then the image is gone the image it's like this, the, the blue mist that it was forming just kind of like evaporates as you kind of wave it away Roz goes to to speak uh, and all of a sudden the high council of the mages uh, at Mystian University shoot her a look and the runes on the jail cell light up it it's probably best that the accused doesn't actually pollute the memories if we're trying to get an objective take on all of this. So to really hone in on this, to really get us into this space, and I suppose we should remind you that you're all your memories. So what you don't want us to see, best to try not to think about. Otherwise, it's going to come to the surface. So... To help you get into <laughs> that, this event and the, I suppose, the days leading up to the crimes. Think about where you were when you first, Roz called on you. When, when Roz announced her news, that day at the quad, what were you doing? Happiness, as Dean Poole asks you the question, mm-hmm. the mist starts to like. Uh, it's now becoming a full-on hologram at this point, and all those memories that were partial memories and thoughts that were kind of bubbling to the surface, the mist starts to harden and light catches on it, and it starts to take. I mean, it's a really crappy hologram illusion, like from the eighties, but. It's there. And as you think of it, you you end up seeing yourself happiness as a young adult, like older teenager, young adult, just kind of forming in front of you. Okay. As you think about the day that Roz called you to meet at the quad. Oh my God, I love that dress. It was so cute. Look how cute it was. Um, and as we go in, we'll see uh, happiness walking towards the quad. Uh, she's in a kind of a, a short pink uh, dress um, with a pair of little boots on uh, that have a pink fluff around the top. Um, she has her hair in space buns um, with kind of little bits down at the front. Um, and 
Uh, she has been called to the quad actually by the Heatherbirds, who are her very cool, very awesome friends. Uh, so she's just heading in. Like, oh my god, this is great, this is so cute. Um, they never call on me. I wonder what this is for. You you're kind of you're like you, you were sent a letter around the same time Roz sent you like a, a sending message to meet at the quad if you can deal with the Heatherbirds first then you can always hang out with Roz after and no one has to be none the wiser yeah. um, because the Heatherbirds are top tier everybody on campus knows them everybody on campus wants to be a Heatherbird but there are those on campus who will never be a heather bird because they're not rich they're not popular they're not the coolest they're not the elite and happiness tenderson is all of those things she just kind of happens to owe a life debt to roz bonnie uh, Arreus, and Arctimus slightly but you're sort of like sauntering uh, through the quad and it's it's summer it's early summer and the exams are kind of a week and a half away uh, final project uh, and thesis submission are all due um, you took you took continuous assessment from most of yours uh, like it was just like group work and group projects and you know great the group did really really well I'm a people yeah. person yeah, you're a people person. Yeah. And so you're you're kind of you're really gearing up for the summer solstice. It's the social calendar event of the season. Anybody who's anybody goes and goes with a partner, a plus one. You've kind of crossed over from the main building where fourth years and postgraduate students mostly have their classes, lectures and labs. Um, and you're out into the sunshine. Like I said, it is, it's quite a warm and bright day. And the campus is thronged with people. You don't see any sign of the Heatherbirds. There's a super long queue uh, for Beholder's Brew, the on-campus uh, coffee shop slash pub slash cafeteria slash kind of like nightclub. Uh, it's like uh, everyone goes there during the day. It's omni-venue. Yes, omni-venue. Uh, <laughs> she uh, sees Brian in the queue and, and will give him a little wink in the hopes that he might bring her to the summer solstice uh, but not give too much away. Um, she's going to have a look around. She'll see Roz. She'll kind of make sure the Heatherbirds aren't around so she'll look over both her shoulders to make sure they don't see her going up to her. Um, and she will walk over and be like, What's all this about? Happiness, I would rather wait until everybody was here. It's, and she's clutching something. She's clutching like a big leather bound book in her hands. It's huge. I'm talking, blow your socks off, blow the curls out of your hair. You're not gonna believe it. You're not gonna believe it. It's, it's. Bigger bigger than Artemis's cod piece? It's not that big. And she gives you kind of an elbow. And you don't know whether she's talking about the book or the news or the copies. But she kind of like, she kind of chuckles to herself and she throws her hair back. Roz is, Roz is about 5'10". And she's got, like, 
her her fur is kind of a sh- very shiny, kind of creamy white and grey. She's got these huge blue eyes. Her hair is kind of done up in a little bun on top of her head and it's just kind of a swirl of grey. But she has a streak of pink just sort of like running through it. It's cool. Like you, like it's like a thing you told her to do, and she's been doing it because um, pink's her color. At this point, the mist kind of swirls around, and Arius, uh, an image of you as a much younger man, kind of starts to appear. What do we see, and what are you doing uh, when you get the message from Roz to meet at the quad? So Arius, as a as a younger young Asimov. Uh, has sort of longer hair, kind of goes just below his shoulders, and there's like a single like bit of lighter, almost getting towards grey, just like one streak. His eyes aren't quite white, but they they're, they're kind of like there's like markings within them that are white. Um, not that you can really see them because he's dressed all in black, basically in like a hoodie. In the in in the library, cross-legged on the floor, it's a zip-up hoodie. The zip's undone, but the hood is pulled over. It's a very powerful look, um, and and he's just just before he got the message from Roz, he's just been there uh, listening to some people talking, and like he's got some books in his hands, and occasionally he just like throws one up in the air, and it flies off. As you're set there listening. Give me a perception check with advantage. Who? Just to see how much of the conversation... Because they're in the library, they're whispering. But um, just see how much of the conversation you pick up on. Uh, that is... Oh, no, I can't do numbers. That's only an 11. It, no, it's, it's good enough because they're first years. You just hear a... Oh my god, did you hear? Did, did you hear? Heather Lockspear is... Today's the day. Like I, I think I'm in with a chance. I could be, I could be the next Heatherbird. Oh my god! So, um, how do I look? And you just hear a, oh, Stacy. Hi. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Dean Poole just steps out and kind of just shh at the two of them, and then she's. She's giving you. She gives you a look, um, Arias. He just like slowly gets up and starts walking backwards while maintaining eye contact with her. She, and then yeah, when she, he reaches a wall, his feet go on the wall, and he starts like walking up the wall. She's she the entire time she's locked like she's <laughs> literally locked eyes with you, and she's just watched as you pretty much moonwalked up the wall. Um, <laughs> Starts crab walking to the side. <laughs> All correspondence in the library, Mr. Samar, has to be kept at a hush. Even sending messages. <laughs> he just stands there like his eyes just go really wide. And then in in her head, she would just hear, Oh, I'm really sorry. She just... You just hear a kind of a, a very a visceral reaction as a like a as a like a uh, like eyelids yes, fluttering like, different like, time, like oh. out of sync. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. uh, I've uh, 
and she swiftly turns around, just kind of shaking her head. Um, she just hears like a. As, as he's just like <laughs> running off. <laughs> if you're if you're making your way to the to the quad Arrayus, um out the window, I assume. Like yes, uh, yeah, yes, uh, almost certainly. Yeah, you're you're two floors up, and you can. It's you, fine. He, he recognises how awkward the situation is and he needs to extract himself from it as quickly as possible. <laughs> you see a very long line for the Beholder's Brew, but on the other side of it, standing there kind of in the shade of uh, some cedar trees, you see Roz and Happiness. The quad is very busy, but it always is on good days. Like, there's people playing hacky sack. It's, all, it's that same sort of infectious buzz at the end of the semester, especially the second semester. And even though exams are looming, people are outside studying. Mm-hmm. There's a good kind of vibe on campus uh, when you see the pair chatting cool. away at the far end. So he, he gets to the window, having just ran along the wall, I guess, <laughs> and sees them and just like steps around like the outside of the window, points his body in the direction that they are, puts his arms out behind him, and then kind of Naruto runs towards them. <laughs> <laughs> His unzipped hoodie just lightly billowing, showing really, <laughs> really pale skin. With uh, with Roz kind of looking at happiness, she sees you doing the full-on Naruto run down the wall and kind of towards them. And she's like, oh, um, Reyes is here too. Great, we're, we're almost, all the gang's almost here. Great, great, great. And then she like kind of waves at you, Reyes. Rad. Waves, waves back, and then like because he was waving with one arm, he l- loses balance. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, Roz grimaces and just. Uh, well, Arrays is here. We're really just waiting on. We're really just waiting on uh, Bonnie, uh, and I guess Artemis is gonna show up as well. But. Bonnie, with that, an image of Bonnie as a younger woman manifests uh, in the. Uh, we hear an echoing of Bonnie's older voice, being like, "Oh no, I was in the middle of a terrible phase. This is going to be so embarrassing." <laughs> and we see uh, Bonnie as a younger, a younger, you know, sort of uh, young adult uh, has got this big, full fringe. And instead of these, like, very, you know, very elegant uh, plaits that she, you know, braids she has as an older lady, um, she's just got these two little pigtails that she's, like, hastily done her hair in, and there's loads of flyaways. And I think she's got her nose in the middle of a book and is, like, um, totally ignoring um, Aureus, like, Naruto's run. She's coming across the quad, like, from the other side, nose in the book, just, like, completely ignoring everyone, expecting them to get out of her path. And the book is, like, an illustrated encyclopedia of horses. Um, and uh, every now and again, under her voice, she's just going like, nay. Like, as if she's practising for something. <laughs> um, and then every now and then, she looks up to make sure she's not going to run into one, like, walks straight through the hacky sack game, ignoring everyone, like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. And then... Give me a, give me a dex saving throw. <laughs> she's actually quite good at dex, but we'll see. That's okay. Uh, that is... Uh, I am swapping these dice out at the break. A twelve. <laughs> okay, you be, you beat my eight. Um, yeah, like a guy literally, like he uh, he knees the the hacky sack, and it just it glances uh, over the top of your head. Just touched up one piece of hair. Like, 
<laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, watch it. You didn't hit me. It's fine. <laughs> Carries on. Yeah, but you could have hit the sack. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so that would get cut. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> the sack in. Yeah, you, you, you... Somehow, uh, more from, like, experience, uh, Bonnie, you navigate the quad, but barely having to peep up from the I've book. done this many times. Everyone expects me <laughs> to be doing this at this point. And you just hear Ross call out, Hey, girl. Oh, hey. oh, oh this way. Oh. Hi, everyone. Um, also, Bonnie, now, rather than being this buttoned-up smart lady, she's got, like, a little... Basically, like, she's... Even though we don't have to wear a school uniform, she basically wears a school uniform. So she's got, like, a little green shirt and, like, a little sort of bow in place of a tie and then, like, a little brown sort of vest um, with her... I think she's maybe got, like, a little badge for, like, best, most improved druid on it <laughs> from her, uh, from her you know, druid classes. Um, and she's like, oh, hi, hi, everyone, you, you called Roz, um, and tucks away her books in her backpack. <laughs> um, that I did, Bonnie, that I did. Happiness is going to fix that piece of hair, the happy sack. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> <Okay>, just, like, <laughs> just, just like, okay, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, look, I just, I just, can we just give it, like, two minutes? I don't know, Ark didn't. He didn't like respond to my message, oh. so I don't know. Maybe he's busy with his mom, or you know, whatever. But like two minutes, and then uh, iced frappuccinos are on happiness, uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'll tell you my good news. And Arctivus, uh, when the illusion of Roz says this, uh, a form your form appears. Uh, what do you look like and what are you doing? Hmm. Well, especially linking back to them saying if there's anything that you don't want people to see, don't. But as soon as someone says, don't, you know, don't imagine an elephant, you know. So <laughs> immediately see the back of um, of Arctimus, who is still kind of qu- quite tall and broad-shouldered, but a little chunkier than uh, he is he is now um but he he's wearing sort of like a uh, a sleeveless black uh, not quite a tank top because it covers his neck but it seems to be made out of sort of spandexy squeeze it all in material and then over that he has tied around his waist the top half of like a boiler suit you know like a mechanics kind of thing he's covered in soot hunched over a desk in a in a lab he has the lab to himself he, he's here's Roz's message go off yes what what uh, um what what what's what's going on what what what's going on you all hear Artemis ask what's going on and Roz just like coyly like tucks a strand of like loose hair behind her ear and just as she goes to speak the magical tenai system goes off with a Artemis Shufflebottom this is just a quick message to let you know that mommy's coddle I've made a little extra help because I know I know you you're a growing young man and you love you love a sausage you do you love you love it oh you go you little sneak 
I'm going to be working a little bit late. Oh, hang on. Arky, I don't know if this is coming through. I don't know. I don't know if anyone can hear me. Bonnie, please turn into a horse and trample me right now, please. <laughs> I bulk bought your underpants like you asked. Um, I got all the black ones. And then there's like a, a, like a wrestling sound and it was like, Agnes, we've told you you can't use the Tanai system for personal messages. <laughs> and it just goes silent. Everybody in the quad is now staring at Arctimus. At, at that, he he's like, and he just, um, there's like uh, um, from under the uh, the black thing, he, you see him sort of like he he taps something on his chest, and then all of a sudden this um just appears this giant clanky like it's all made out of dented and rusted and scratched iron. This big like boom 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 big clunky suit of armor and a helmet just goes over his head, and he just kind of like hides in this big suit of clunky, you know, magical Iron Man armor. <laughs> and he's like, Ross, can we, can we just please get out of here? And, and, and you tell us what, what, what you've brought us here for. She, she kind of, she stares in at the, at the mask. Arrayas just... takes out a little, a little black marker and just draws a little happy face <laughs> on the, <laughs> just, just like this, this mage hand, just like, yeah. <laughs> Please, I'm begging you. And then he puts two grumpy eyebrows. <laughs> okay. I was going to wait until after the ball. Thank you, Aris. Um, but I'm just too excited. I'm just. I did it. I did it. I. I did it. I. And she's like shaking the book. You... I finished it. I finished it. Making love. I've got it. It's done. I have it. My thesis is done. And she's like, ta-da! And she's holding it out. And there is, there's a leather-bound book that literally just says, making love, dot, 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 magic. Uh, a Ros- Rosalinda Graypurse hypothesis. Is that it? Is that, is that all you called to say? Uh, yeah. Um, happiness has also stepped about six feet away happiness. since that message came over. So when she's talking to them, she actually has her back to them and she's speaking backwards. Octopus's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, helmet, uh, you know, has, you know, just gone back like a Pez dispenser, you know. And he does look quite enthused and he's, you know, he's like, no, you finished it. That's amazing, I could have a really good job. Well done. I couldn't have done it without the four of you. Well, three of you and happiness supervising. I feel like all of us at that point were like, <laughs> oh God, which one of us is she going to say didn't help? <laughs> yeah. Happiness just looks over her shoulder behind and just gives a little thumbs up. <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't, I didn't put your name on it. You're fine. No one's going to know you helped me. Oh my gosh, um, so just imagining happiness just like as she's doing that constantly just yeah she absolutely like, <laughs> waiting for the, waiting for the head of the birds as Roz is like showing off the book happiness you see it because you're again you're not facing the group you're kind of looking at anything but them the line of people for the, the coffee shop the, the student union bar has dispersed and in the worst 
possible timing. You, it's like you feel it before you see it. The heatherbirds emerge as a wall. The four heads, the the leaders of the heatherbirds society, stomp and sashay their way out of the Beholder's Brew and you see Heather Lockspear, Halle Goodberry, Harold, how he do it, and Hilary Shank. Oh my god! There's an air, like, that sort of, like, all those, I spent way too long on that. Uh, There's an air that, like, that, all those kind of pleasant summer vibes they're now kind of background particularly to you Arrhenius they're now kind of background noise they're like kind of distortion because when these four just appear out of the beholder brew people clear a path like people are literally like they're all kind of smiling and half bowing and like they're making space for these four and you see that each one of them they're all wearing kind of very like similar outfits like they're colour coded they're wearing kind of lilac and like a marsh purple uh, color throughout their outfits and Heather an asimar with just this long flowing blonde wavy hair and his opal eyes is kind of giving that cruel smile to everybody uh, and that like get out of my fucking way but I don't have to say it and on her left is Hallie Goodberry and Hallie towers over the others she's a good eight foot tall and she's got glistening grey she says shale skin Uh, she's a goliath with these piercing piercing green eyes and her hair is sort of pulled back and it's all crimped the whole way down on her other side you see uh, this like everybody's favourite satyr Hilary Shank (laughs) <laughs> and rumors abounded for ages about Hillary because Hillary Hillary isn't magically inclined and a lot of people were like well, what's she doing at Mystian University but Mystian has an open policy it's like you can come and study especially if you're wealthy uh, Hillary likes to think she invented herself the flower crown um, <laughs> and she is she's wearing sort of a crown of cherry blossom branches it's like her signature look and on any given day the petals of the cherry blossom reflect the outfit that she's wearing so these are a sort of a lilac petal with little dots of pink throughout them on the edge of the group you see Harold Harold stands out for a couple of reasons he looks more nervous than the others like where the three stomp with ego Harold is like oh god um and is a little bit in their shadow and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a wimp but what he lacks in social ability he more than makes up for as a wizard and the four like <laughs> you see them and they all whatever whatever outfit they're wearing and Harold is wearing a very simple soft pink shirt deep purple slacks uh, with suspenders that he hasn't on and brown Doc Martens uh, and there's sort of a tartan effect in the uh, the pants but the tartan moves. It's kind of like, it's like 
if we if there was an equivalent today, it's like his pants are playing a game of Tetris. Because um, the tartan blocks keep moving and shifting. Whenever they make a perfect line, they vanish and a new line drops down. And it's all very. It's Does all the very. Hem of new- the trouser jump up a bit when a line vanishes. You know, I've been playing D&D quite a while and, you know, I'm a man who has like a collection of, you know, replica like swords and spears and axes and stuff. And so. You know, oftentimes you see a magical sword or something and you're like, oh, that'd be really cool. You know, there's all these things you'd love to do magic. It wasn't until I encountered <laughs> Tetris pants, I think, that I've ever wanted something from a D&D yeah. game in real life more. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing, aside from the colour that unites their outfit, all of them are wearing a brooch. Uh, it is a dark silver brooch with a purple feather. And it is the insignia of the heatherbirds and the four of them as they smoothly saunter out of the beholder brew they beeline it straight towards you happiness o m g's happiness and like heather kind of a she does like a half, a little of a bopped run towards you and her like her hands are bent backwards and she's got a little backpack on and she's like, oh, great. Oh my God, you're early. Oh. Oh, I was just, I, I was here already. Um, just, you know, um, poorly. Uh, um. And then she sees the others standing six feet behind you. Yeah. You were... Oh, oh no 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 no! I was I was with, I was with Brian. Um, these guys are lost. You're lost. Happiness. You get a little message what? in your I'm... brain that says, "Oh, <laughs> shoo 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 shoo." It's, it's shoo. just a whimper. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie, like for a moment, looks like she's about to be like, "I'm not lost." And then she's like, "Wait, happiness definitely told me about this before." Yes, we are lost. Bye, and starts just walking backwards, like. <laughs> just walked behind Arias a tree has taught and you stops. how to walk backwards yeah she wasn't very good at it before but she's learned like Roz links your rusty metal arm um, Arctimus and she's like leading you away from happiness and just as she's kind of like kind of backing away with Bonnie and Arias she just kind of leans in oh so black underpants and uh, <laughs> she kind of half chuckles to herself <clears throat> so happiness I bet you're wondering why we called you here I mean yeah it's it's one of the things I've been wondering about today alright yes oh there are other things on your mind other than joining the elusive secret society that are the heatherbirds And she struggles to speak um, for a second and she'll just say, I mean, nothing is as prevalent. Good. Good. It's just, when you're a heather bird, it's just very important to always think of yourself. I am (laughs) exceptionally good at that. Um, I think it's my 
my number one value. And you know, we think so too. Don't we, girls? And Harold. And all the girls kind of, uh, Hallie and Hillary and Harold all kind of nod. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heather told us to say yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and that's why happiness Tinderson. It is your honour that I indoctrinate you and she from a small little clutch purse um, she'd held under her arm she pops it open and there's a shot like there's literally kind of a you can hear choirs of angels in your ears um, happiness but it's actually a (laughs) race like he's literally just, he's just full on throwing <laughs> effects around um, <laughs> and you see you, you see it you see the highly coveted heather bird brooch and the purple plume just kind of wrapped daintily around it and she reaches very slowly in to take it out and then all of you hear objection and the (gasps) illusion freezes each one of you finds your concentration just for a moment lapsing and the hold on the spell just dissipates and you find yourselves all back in the great hall the crowd of people that have gathered just as aghast at the outburst and you see that their attention is fixed on a high mage sitting at the adjudication table and we'll leave the episode there. Will the gang be able to prove Roz's innocence? Will they even be able to verify the thesis and the theories that Roz put forward in her final dissertation? Does it even matter after she admitted to all the other crimes not to mention the centaur erotic novels for more information on our special guests taking part in the Roz Graypurse after school special do make sure you check out the credits below and make sure you give them a follow on social media we're back in two weeks time for part two of the Roz Graypurse special and don't go anywhere it's important school is important we'll see you in two weeks <laughs>